Welcome to The Ignition Point, Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast, where every day we work with students to be problem solvers, critical thinkers, collaborators, and using our lifelong guidelines and life skills. This whole um, series has been on relationships, and we've been looking at how we build relationships with our students, how our students build relationships with each other, and also how relationships are built with our school to our community. And um, we've got a special guest with us today. It's one of our middle school teachers. She actually teaches our sixth and seventh grade science. It's Becky Adkins. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Kendall. It's great to be here today. And we have been really thinking about how the relationship component of our school changes as our students progress through Clayton Bradley Academy. So things that they focus on in preschool, things they focus on in early elementary, later elementary, middle school, and then into high school. And, and you know, we know that middle school is, is a very important time period, but it's a, it's a time period where sometimes parents even say, like, I don't even know who my kid is right now. Like, I, they've never acted that way or they've never done that. And we know that that's an important part of development for the student. They've got a lot of hormones that are starting to be released and receptors starting to be created and, and all of that going on in their brain. And, and so I'm sure that trying to develop relationships can be quite tricky uh, in the middle school. So just let's start with what are some things that you guys do to build relationships in the middle school? Well, today I went to uh offer a perspective from my entire core team of teachers that I work with closely each day. And each of us really tries to focus on relationships from the very beginning stages. We begin school in July, and the first three weeks of school are devoted to procedures and team building activities. We also reach out to students during those summer months and Uh, We want to have just a great first impression. We want to invite them to school, make school a welcoming place. We have uh, family visits during the summer months. But we come in in July with some really great team building activities and procedures that prepare us for our council house sorting and our blaze retreat. And then after those three weeks, we really start to focus more on academics. When I first came to Clayton Bradley, uh, that was a new way of thinking for me. I was used to starting right with academics and right with the procedures, but I really found over the past two years that relationships matter more than the academics in the beginning for the middle schoolers, and really establishing that foundation is so important. You mentioned some very important things that we do with relationship building in our middle school that I would love to hear a little bit more detail about. Um, so when you talk about summer visits, when we talk about that for the lower school, it, it, we call them home visits. And, you know, the teachers are in the kid's, you know, house and maybe, you know, the kid is showing them their bedroom or showing them the family pet or, you know, giving them the tour of whatever is, is in their house that the kid wants to give. That transitions in middle school because we know that that sometimes middle schoolers might not want their teacher actually in their bedroom and and I don't know that many middle school teachers would want that tour probably anyways. So what what is the summer visit or that that first kind of interaction with those kids and their families? What does that look like? Well, it starts with a postcard. And I know that sounds very simple, but it's it's a meaningful, tangible item that the students receive in their homes and it says, you know, hey, welcome 
to school. We're so excited to have you on board this year. We would love to set up a, a time to meet with you and your family. So stay tuned, check your email for more information. And then within a few weeks, we'll send a supply list and a link to a sign up genius. And students and their families are invited onto campus for about a 20 to 30 minute session. And they have the opportunity to meet at least two of their core teachers. And, you know, in an ideal world, it would be great to have more time, but with 72 home visits or family visits this year, we found that 15 to 20 minutes was about, you know, the max that we could handle uh, with our students. But it was really a great chance to get to know them and their families and to have a, a good first impression of the teaching team. That's awesome. When you mentioned 72, that's because you guys teach sixth and seventh grade. It's, it, we, we start in the elementary with a first and second grade loop where the kids will have the same teacher for two years. And then we bring that back in middle school with sixth and seventh grade really looping. So you get those same kids for two years. Um, and that's a little unique for uh, a middle school setting. And, and you've taught in a lot of different environments. So what kind of relationship building does that add to that kid for two years of having really the same science teacher, the same ELA teacher, the same history teacher um, in those core subjects? How is how does how is that different, I guess, for you as a teacher, and how have you seen that different maybe even with the student? Having those students for two years, to me, really establishes the foundations for relationships. It means that I'm carving out time to get to know them. I'm really thinking about the life skills and lifelong guidelines of, you know, trustworthiness and friendship and establishing a sense of humor, getting to know their parents and guardians, getting to know their extended families, and really making those connections and helping them through some of those challenging middle school years just by having that relationship for a two-year period instead of just a one-year period. I know this with my own personal kids that that, that has a huge impact um, with them knowing their teachers and, and with the students that they're with in the classroom as well. You you mentioned council houses just for a minute, and, and we've not talked about council houses on the podcast at all, and it's one of those unique things that we do with our middle school. Um, can you give just, uh, we could spend probably a whole podcast on council houses, but can you give just a little snippet into council houses and kind of how those relate to relationships? How do we set those up that build relationships with our middle school students? Um, like I said, just a little bit. We'll, we'll try to, probably try to have another whole podcast about council houses down the road. Well, one of the first large activities in middle school is getting sorted into one of our four council houses. And each council house has at least two, maybe four teachers or staff members who oversee that particular council house. And the council houses meet weekly. Um, to do community service projects or team building activities and it's really just a hub for friendships and deeper relationships within our CBA community. I know that that's one of the things that our fifth graders always look forward to when they're coming into middle school is knowing which council house they're in and and they always have their favorites uh, as each of those houses kind of take on a little different identity Um, and it's been fun watching since we established council houses how that identity has changed even in that council house as, as new students have come in and then students have left to go to the high school level out of that council house. You know, it's one of those that, like you said, we, we work on building 
procedures and, and team building activities and really taking those first three weeks. For some people, when they're thinking of school, and, and you mentioned this as well, that you think I got to get in there and get the content and I've got to start getting these standards taught and, and that sort of thing. And you've realized the value of just saying, okay, let's, let's do some stuff to get to know each other here. Um, as you get into the content and you start looking at how you're building curriculum, how do you continue to build off of that first three week relationship building piece and move into the actual content that you're teaching? You're a science teacher. Um, and so how, how does that relationship piece come into those science lessons? How do you design curriculum in that way? Well, one key component of curriculum involves some very care, careful planning on the front end with my team. So the core teachers and I, we sit down in the summer months and we really start to think about our year-long theme. And this year we chose the theme of perspective. We felt like that was something we could incorporate into each of our core subjects, particularly with me, for instance, in first quarter science, we learned a lot about cell theory and microscopes. So that was a natural fit, but also with social emotional learning that we emphasize each and every day, perspective is crucial because it's very important as you establish relationships with your teachers and your peers to really value their perspectives and to be able to communicate your perspective in a positive way. And the students really took hold of that theme and it's been a great springboard for us and we're thinking about keeping it for next year even. A very important piece of, of relationships, and we've talked about relationship building, it's students learning that they have value in the classroom and learning that they have value in the conversation that's taking place and that other people then also have value. That perspective taking of, I want people to listen to me, but I, I need to also then reflect that and listen to others because I'm valuing them as an individual and what they have to say, what they um, are commenting about or what they've learned or what questions maybe they still have. And so I love that year-long theme of perspective and, and how it ties into what you guys do in middle school. You mentioned the social and emotional learning piece, and, and that's one of those that we get some feedback sometimes from parents of like, well, how are you, how are you scoring that social-emotional learning piece? You know, how are you grading that with my student? Um, and I know that you guys spend a lot of time and energy coming up with rubrics and, and ways to insert the social-emotional learning into activities, into the curriculum. What, what are, when you're thinking about that, when, when you're designing a lesson or when you guys are designing a project, there's a lot of integration that takes place in our middle school of, between you and the other teachers. How are you guys considering that social-emotional learning and using it as a tool to help that kid grow? That's a great question. And this is really a work in progress for our team. Many of our team members in sixth and seventh grade are new to the CBA model. But personally, I'm very thankful that some veteran teachers last year worked on a nice rubric that's very clear with very structured components for social emotional learning. And I do submit grades for social emotional learning every three and a half weeks for my students and their parents or guardians to view. Um, these are mostly just my observations during class projects and you know other structured times where I'm observing student interactions and I cannot leave out community time. That's a critical piece of our curriculum. We have community time uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday 
And that's also a time for me to really hone in on specific social emotional learning pieces with students and even help students restore those. And what I like to tell parents and students is that these grades are constantly evolving and changing. And every three and a half weeks, if you see a low score, you have an opportunity to improve over the next three and a half weeks. And it's really a great way to you know, implement deeper relationship building with students and communicate that to parents. And when we're talking about social emotional learning here, we're talking about our life skills and lifelong guidelines. We're talking about uh, responsibility. We're talking about effort. We're talking about caring and friendship and, and those things that are really a, an instrumental part of what we do at, at Clayton Bradley Academy and, and helping kids learn those now when there's a safety net. Like you said, it's, it's let's look at how you did three weeks and let's grow for that next three weeks because right now you're in a community that wants you to grow. Um, there's going to be eventually a, a, a real world out there that if you don't have them by then, it's going to be a harder time for you. Um, and I, I love that about what you guys do in, in the middle school and how you build that into everything really that they're doing. I think it's a great piece. How are those used in, because here's the thing, we know that conflict is going to happen. We know conflict arises between students, especially in middle school. They're, they're starting to learn that social environment. How are you using the social emotional learning piece or lifelong guidelines and life skills in that when there's a conflict, how do you approach it? What do you do? How do you help kids realize their impact to the community? We, we use a model here called restorative practice that helps with that, but what are some, some specific things in the, in the middle school that you do in that, like, hey, I've had a conflict with a peer, how can I express my side of that? And it's not just an argument or it's not just a disagreement, but I wanna hear what they have to say, they need to hear what I have to say. So how do, how do you guys deal with that side of relationships and that peer-to-peer -peer conflict management? The team and I are, we're just very receptive to uh, students' needs and to their conversations. We are always observing and listening during class conversations or class discussions. And if we really feel that we need to intervene or if students come to us privately and say that they need help, then we will set aside time for a restorative conversation with students in small groups and we really try to use the restorative questions uh, to guide a more positive conversation. Uh, and again, it's really helping students usually to recognize someone else's perspective and to find value in their perspective and come to an agreement. And, you know, usually we have great outcomes from those teacher interventions and they are timely we don't like to let things marinate for too long. We like to intervene if we see the need. Right. But we're also fortunate at CBA to have a great counselor, Ms. Franklin. She can really uh, use her time and her resources to meet with students if we feel like there needs to be an extra layer of support. And our principal, Mr. R, he's wonderful as well. I really appreciate the time that you have given me today to talk about how you build relationships in the middle school and and uh, I know personally with a middle schooler that that you guys do a great job and um, even in ways that the middle schooler may not acknowledge at the time because they're in middle school um, but hearing um, what you guys do intentionally to build relationships and I, I think that's an important part of 
what we do at CBA is that intentional relationship piece to our curriculum. It's not just we hope to build relationships, that we do things on purpose like council houses, like the summer visits, like the blaze retreat, to build those relationships on the front end so that we can use those relationships then to really dig into the learning uh, later on in the year. I think you guys do an amazing job with that. Um, I've got a question here that's not on the sheet. I like to surprise you with it. Okay. And so it, it's, if you were not teaching right now, what would you be doing? I really can't imagine myself doing anything but teaching. Over the past 19 years, I've tried to take breaks. Um, at one point, I was a facilitator for science curriculum in grades K through 12 for my district. I took a break from the classroom, um, but I came back to teaching because it's really where my heart is. And I just, I really love middle schoolers. I embrace middle school life wholeheartedly and <laughs> <laughs> some may think I'm crazy but that's okay it's it's a calling and I honestly cannot imagine myself being anywhere else or doing anything else at this particular time and on a final note if I could say this I am so thankful to be a part of a community that uh, of adults and role models here at CBA that exemplify the life skills and lifelong guidelines each day for our students to see. I think that's very powerful for adults to not just say or quote a bunch of life skills, but to actually model them and use them and um, just to be, I guess, true to the model that we expect the students to follow. And that means a lot. Well, that's a great way to end today's podcast. I really appreciate your time, and uh, hopefully you've enjoyed this uh, as well. This is The Ignition Point. I'm your host, Kendall Terry. This is Clayton Bradley Academy's podcast where every day we try to get students to problem solve, critically think, collaborate with others, and use our lifelong guidelines and life skills. If you would like to find out more about our school, you can go to our website at www.claytonbradleyacademy.org. And you can also schedule a visit there. If you'd like to tour, like to see what we're doing live, we'd love to show it off. I hope you have a wonderful day.